Yes, hello everybody. It is UK Cowboys TV. It is season two, episode number 99. So since we are nearing the 100, uh, the 100 episode special mark, I don't know. So we're doing a special show since the uh, season is over for the Cowboys. So it is the fan rant special. Uh, so we've got all the Knights of the Round Table here. Uh, representing the Celtic Nations. And we've even got a member from uh, UK Cowboys uh, fans. We have another Scottish uh, man. We've got Mr. Lorne with us. How are we all doing, guys? Uh, not, good. Too bad. not too bad. Suck a lockdown. Suck it. <laughs> Why, what, what, what are you not liking about it? Hey mate, it's not bad if you want to come down. We can have a beer. I've still got that beer for you, sitting in the fridge, frosting oh, away. Oh yeah, how long have I been waiting for that? <laughs> <laughs> Nearly a year. Nearly a year. Yeah. Uh, it might be expired by now. No, no, it's it's gently brewing. It's got a, a very nice, uh, cold lo a look to the bottle now because it's been in this a lot. It's really cold. I was tempted actually New Year's to have it, but I was like, no, 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 that's Paul's. <laughs> All right. I'm just a nice guy. But anyway, yes, it's the Fan Rant Show. Uh, so this is a show completely uh, where we hand the show completely over uh, to you, all the viewers, uh, who have been so good to us all year. Um, so we're going to let you guys uh, do the big exhale uh, since, as we say, the cowboy season has ended, uh, where you get to get whatever you want off your chest. could be cowboys related or not, but try and keep it cowboys related. Otherwise, this wouldn't be the UK Cowboy Show, It'd be just the general rant show. But there we go. Um, yeah, so anything you've got, whether it's a rant about the game, a player, the coaching, the the current hires, whatever you've got, whatever it was throughout the year that pissed you off, now's your chance to get it out there. And then from there, then, we can move on to the draft show. Um, but let's get into, guys, uh, first of all, some news and updates, because uh, there's a bit that went on, and then I'll get you guys to talk about it, and then let the uh, commentary kick in. Uh, so, first of all, uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos, uh, Amari Cooper had some ankle surgery in the offseason. He's in a boot, uh, but according to everybody, he is, uh, the surgery went well, and he'd be ready to go uh, come training camp and all the rest of it. So that's some good news. Um, give old Twinkle Toes an extra burst. Uh, and uh, there's obviously some big news uh, that went on in terms of coaching this week. So we've got Dan, uh, we had a, a hire from Dan Quinn for the vacant defensive coordinator position. Um, the ex-Falcons head coach. Joe Witt has been hired to the secondary coach uh, role and Kellen Moore signed a three-year deal, uh, but since the Eagles have requested an interview. So, first of all, I'm going to go around the horn. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. I know. So, I'll go around the horn and get all of your opinion, first of all, uh, so I can crack on and do the rest with the uh, streaming here. Um, whoever wants to shout out first, give me what you all think about the Dan Quinn position. Um Taken on, go for it. Quite happy about it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy about it. I mean, it's it's a return to the scheme that we had a couple of years ago. Um, so from that point of view, it should be easier for the players to pick up. Um, Mike Mike Nolan's scheme, you know, it was it, when he when he was hired, you know, there was a lot of bluster from him about you know how he's going to make the players fit this, uh, make the scheme fit the players. Um, you know, but he was also saying things like that. You know, the scheme that Marinelli was running was a one-call scheme. You know, so that people like Aaron Rodgers, when he comes to a line, he can see what we're lining up as, and without us having to, you know, make an audible or anything like that, he knew exactly where to throw the ball. Nolan's scheme, I mean, it's almost like bringing the flex back. Um, that Landry brought in, and Landry had three, three, four years and a very understanding owner. We don't have that. <laughs> this league now is a win now league, right? So, going back, you got somebody who again has head coaching experience. He's not part of the the old boys network of Mike McCarthy. He's not part of the coaching tree. Um, but they've played against each other, and they've you know they've got the better of each other. At various times, um, so that should help pick each other's brains. From all accounts, he's a very good coach of the lower half of the roster as well. He um, in Atlanta was having an extra sort of ten minutes. All the position coaches had an extra ten minutes with the younger players and the inexperienced players, so that you know when somebody like Dak Prescott goes down, you got somebody who can stand in. And you know you're not you're not having somebody like Ben DiNucci running around and throwing the ball noodle armed everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, Anyone I'll else? Just on to, I'll, yep. I'll just back on to um, you know trying to fill defensive and hit, uh, offensive coordinators with positions. You're not you're either dealing with somebody out of work or somebody rising through the league. You're not you're not going to another team and say yeah can we pinch your coordinator can we pinch your offensive coordinator that's why McCarthy had so many roles to fill um, when you're building a, a staff you're bound to get one or two wrong uh, I think over the course of the season we've we've figured out that we, we got defensive coordinator wrong um, despite a little rise in, in form we did get a little bit done towards the end of the season um, <clears throat> but and on the whole you're judged on the whole season and, and we were having to put up 40 burger just to stay in games uh, and you can't do that for a whole season you can't shoot out the whole season so um, thanks for your efforts Mike Nolan but we're going to move on with Dan Quinn I like the appointment like Lauren said again another guy with head coaching experience um, if Seattle know how to do anything it's played defensive football and he was a part of Seattle so hopefully he can spark his magic and uh, bring down the the, the threshold of points that our offense needs to make every week. So um, again, we go again. We'll start again. We'll we'll bring in some some new defensive talent and reload. Not rebuild. We'll reload. I still think we're reloading. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we we were a top twenty defense or top fifteen defense a couple of years ago with Marinelli in his final season. You know. A lot of people criticise Jalen Smith this year, but I mean, going into the season, Jalen Smith and LVE were meant to be one of the best linebacker cores in the NFL. 
you know, maybe if we go back to the old system, you know, they'll be back up there again. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, yeah. The one sort of small aside is, I'm very sad to see Tom Sula go because I mean Paul yeah. and I have had experience yeah. with him through the Claymores. Yeah. You know he, he was a good guy then. Yeah, I'm. I'm quite. I was. I was quite surprised to see Tom Silla go because, like, he has only been given set out to what Mike Nolan was basically telling him to do in terms of the scheme and stuff like that. And for Tom Silla, he would have to kind of readjust in terms of how he coach the defensive line. So, and and if you look at the history of Tom Tom Silla's like career as a defensive lineman coach, it's, it has been pretty good. Just unfortunately, when he came with us under this new system, it just never really worked out. So I was kind of hoping we maybe kind of give him an eye year to see if things kind of build out. But I'm really going to be interested to see who McCarthy brings in instead. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've got to agree with that. I mean, I think Tom Sula was unfortunate in the amount of injuries he picked up with the detackle position as well. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And has lost his job. I'm also I'm I'm a little bit disappointed for Al Harris. This <coughs> feeding in more into the Joe Witt thing that Al Harris was let go. I mean, he was just as injury affected as Jim Tom Sula was on the front. And, you know, he's paid the price. Joe Witt had the worst secondary in the whole league last season. So it was a bit of a strange appointment for me. Yeah, that he was brought in. You know, I I was disappointed we didn't get a didn't get to see a second year. But look, it's a results league. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on though to uh, the next hire that happened this week, Joe Witt Junior. Uh, secondary coach from the Falcons. Uh, people already have a strong opinion, as you know. I put out the posts uh, on the news uh, as it comes through, as it breaks. A lot of people are not happy with this hire. Now, I will give you some stats that will be very interesting that will maybe slightly change your opinion on this one. Um, I don't know what you guys think, first of all, before I break that hire down. Um, I think like, personally... He's in, he's in. Um Yes, going back to that hire, I think because there was a lot of talk of Joe Witt Jr. actually being the defensive coordinator, I think that perhaps that it was a case of, um, you know, look, we've taken Dan Quinn on. Would you like to take a positional coach? I think that's the way that went. I'm not too sure. That's just the feeling that I get. But what's everybody's feelings initially about the hire? I'm very surprised if I've been perfectly honest, considering what you just mentioned. Like the, the Falcons secondary was probably one of the like well worse than us. Like when you mm. really break it down that so yeah. I mean I I really was like wow. It's, it's, like I because I, I know like Sin Wet actually was part of McCarthy's team at one point as well with Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he's got ties with both. So. so there's that working relationship. So they know how they kind of work together and stuff like that. So in a way, it does kind of make sense. But at the same time, a lot of people initially are going to be thinking about last season rather than like Chris. Whereas like Dan Quinn and uh, Joe Witt, uh, like 
they've kind of went on and did their own thing, but we've never had the other structure what under Mike McCarthy did. So wonder if they go back in that same type of structure again, they can actually get back to what they had before. Um but uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens yeah. anyway. I'm gonna de- I'm gonna defend this one. Uh I know I can be a bit of a McCarthy homer at times, but I'm gonna <laughs> defend this one. There's a, to me there's a there's an air of circling the wagons on this one. Um the fact that he's worked with McCarthy before, he's worked with Dan Quinn before. Um they're getting more guys in the building that they know and trust. Um certainly I, I think Joel Witt was was he a a quality control defensive coach or something along those lines and then he was cornerback coach and then he was a passing game coordinator so uh, this has all been under McCarthy um, I think Joey was part of the Super Bowl winning team from the Packers I'm not too sure on that one um, yes he was yes but he's not gonna I mean see after a losing season you're not gonna take risks on on your hires uh, if you feel you can upgrade a coaching position, you'll go ahead and do it. And to do it with somebody that you know from the past, Dan Quinn knows from the past, you're not going to take gambles on um, risky coaching appointments and so on. So I'm going to defend uh, the appointment. I think uh, it could work out well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, go on, I Lauren, think, you're um, dying to say something. <laughs> I think that there's two things as well. I mean, not only uh, we're also losing Lindquist, I think, as well, the former Aggie coach. Yeah, he's, he'll, yeah. Be he'll be gone. He'll be gone. He'll be gone. Um, so, again, you're replacing him with NFL experience as opposed to college experience. Dan Quinn has, in the past, he's been known for being a, a front seven guru. Now, if you get back, you know, if you can get something that's almost like I always remember Nate Nate Newton talking on Talking Cowboys about, you know, I think it was George Teague when, you know, he was a defensive back for Green Bay and you had Reggie White, you had um, Gilbert Brown and all that. And playing, corner, playing secondary for that was literally line up, three-step drop, great, plays over because you got mm. White yeah. going in for a sack or whatever, everybody else going in for a sack. If you can get the pressure up front again, you don't. You can. You can do things better with some of the, the the secondary players that maybe you know we're going to be on a tight budget this year in terms of salary cap. You're not going to get the the marquee players coming in, so you know we're going to have to have um, get the pressure in the front seven and make the mistake. Get the mistakes made so that the secondary can step up and get the picks. Mm. Right. <clears throat> Nothing more I can add, really. No. Just, no. I'll, All right. I'll just, I'll just top off my point. You don't be, you don't be Mike McCarthy's cornerbacks coach for eight years if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, true. Sure. Because he was, he, yeah. he was, he was the cornerbacks coach from just checked on Wikipedia from 2009 to 2017. Mm. So yeah. you don't, you don't hold a position for that long if you're doing it on a whim. True, true. But here's one for you, right? So I've gone back to look through Joe Witt's history, um, just to take a look Mm -hmm. at things. Um, Ironically, like his last year as a secondary 
um, coach for Green Bay. Um, he got the passing yards against Green Bay. Uh, they ranked 12th that year. Now, he went to the Browns in 2019. And in 2018, the Browns, uh, in passing yards against them, finished 26. So he went to Browns in 2019. That year, in 2019, the Browns finished 7th. Right? That year, the Falcons finished 23rd. And then he goes to the Falcons in this year, and we know what happened. But what is interesting is every year, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020, each of those years... The defense was missing a big part of their defense, which was cornerback. And each of those years, when Joe Witt has joined the team, they've drafted a cornerback in the first round. Mm -hmm. Every time. So he's always dealing with rookies on his defense. But what's most interesting about the Falcons' defense this year is of all the DBs, that played in that Falcons defense. Do you know only one player finished playing sixteen games? The rest lost considerable mm. lost some lost considerable yeah. time. Some were due to COVID, so they missed a good few weeks. Including that year, they picked you know two thousand and twenty NFL draft. Uh, they picked up a cornerback AJ Terrell. He missed time because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He missed time because of COVID. So you can say a lot about the Falcons' passing defense, but he was given the rough end of a bargain each and every year he's gone yeah. to the team. Yeah. Um, so that is something to take on board, and it can, in some ways, change your opinion slightly, especially when you look that um, he's with Green Bay in 2018. Uh, the, the team finishes 12th uh, in passing yards against. The Browns are like right down the bottom, you know, in the late 20s. The year he goes to the Browns, they end up a top 10 defense. Yeah. So it goes to show he can do it. So it's not all completely um, doom and gloom with the appointment, with the hire. You've got to take a lot of context as well with it. Yeah. That, that, you know, go on. I think it kind of goes back to what I was kind of saying earlier. Is that everyone's kind of thinking about last season? Well, this season, sorry, this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when we played against them, how did they lose that game against us? Like that, like the like how we won that game was nothing but a miracle. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right? But but the, the fact is, is like every like people are going to think, oh, but they did so terrible, and that when they, when we play against them, why are we hiring this type of coach? Blah 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 blah. It's just it's just that. That small, short thinking, so to speak. But yeah. when you, but how you broke it down like that, it makes perfect sense. Like, and this is what I was trying to say. Like at first, I was like, uh, that was like me going back when we dropped the CD Lamb. I wasn't, I wasn't too thrilled about it. But until I actually thought about it, I'm actually kind of quite optimistic about it. No. Yeah, hundred percent. You can be. Um, you know, he's got a track record and all the rest of it. And, and the Falcons' defense last year decimated by injuries. But here's a, yeah. here's, a, here's a point, right? Is it fair to say the Cowboys gave up a lot of points on defense this year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Right. So, so when people... Hold on. To be fair, how many times did the offense turn the ball over? 
In terms of giveaways, yeah, I, I, I know where you're going there. But, right, <clears throat> here's an interesting one. That the Cowboys, people go on about, you know, Joe Witt, oh, look, you know, it was the worst passing defense in the league. The Cowboys right. gave up more points on defense than the Falcons. On mm. defense, right, the Cowboys this year, on defense and passing yards against, we finished 11th. So you have yeah. to take you have to take whatever stat you're going to use. If you're going to use a basic stat, make sure you're using it in the correct context, and that's the big thing to take away from all of it. Like so I just used it myself. My, you got to use I'm it into context. I'm going to counteract your point, right? Yeah, go. How for many it. times did the offense cough up the ball, and how many times did our punter give the opposition a short field? So. It's it's it. You have to weigh up those things, right? Context. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is very much context. Like you know, how many times did teams start inside our half, or how many times did teams get a punt which was from their forty? Don't forget, don't forget the short sixty-yard field. Don't forget the actual fake punt as well. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Giving, giving the ball away in that fourth and ten, like. Our yeah. own, on our own half, I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah but that's what I mean. That people are very quick to jump yeah. on. Um, exactly, but that, Ouch. but it's yeah. a point yeah. to make that you've got to use everything in context. Yeah. Um, so it is fair. Um, but and to be to be to be fair, I think Austin also brought up a great point there. And this is not having to go with anyone in particular, right? Our run defense was shit last year. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love yeah. to like what was it five or six games we had over two hundred yards rushing against us. Yeah, with a fisherman, do you know? I knew you were going to give the fisherman one roll. I was just, <laughs> I was just throwing it out there for you. <laughs> <sighs> but but in unfairness now, but like people were saying that when we lost to the Browns, oh it's the Browns. No one's laughing at them anymore. They no. are they are looking no. they're looking pretty good to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. Um but here we are then. Let's get off the, the news and updates um mm-hmm. and start breaking into it. Before um we pull up our first rant. Um, let's get everyone's takes in terms of this weekend's uh, divisional round games in the playoffs. Who's everyone got to win? I don't even know who's playing who. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I've not even paid any attention since we're not in it anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give you, my, I'll give you my takes. I'm gonna yeah. have, I'll go for the Packers to beat the Rams. Yes, yes, yeah, I agree with that. Bills to beat the Ravens. Yes, 100%. No, no. I do have the Bills, but it may go the other way. I haven't decided on that one. Do you know what? I'm going to say the Bills with you, only because I want to see the Bills Chiefs. Right, I'm going to cause a fucking uh, debate here. I'm going for the Browns beating the Chiefs. Nah, no. I'm telling you, I think the Browns are going to surprise the fucking world. Not a chance. But uh, Saints beat the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah Bills, beat the Ra- Bills beat the Ravens and Packers beat the Rams. 
I'm, 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 go- I'm going to call it now. I think the Ravens are going to win the AFC. Nah. I nah, think they're no. going to take out the Chiefs. I, I, don't, I don't think the Ravens' offense is good enough. The, the Chiefs score, but yeah. it, it hinges on Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. Yeah. Go on, Lord. I think the the Bucks have got a very good chance. I know Brady stunk up the joints the, the first two games, but I mean, since there there was a podcast I listened to today, and they were saying that since 1950, there have only been it has only been done 17 times where a team has won three times in a season against anybody. So 17 times in what 70, 70 odd years, I think you know. I, I, and I mean, Drew Brees. I mean, is getting a bit old, you know. He, this mm-hmm. is potentially is this is his last season, I think, from all yeah. accounts. You know, he's he's still got to be playing with the bruised ribs or what, the cracked ribs. I mean, that won't have suddenly healed automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think if if Brady can get a bit more of a grasp, which he seems to have done since the, since the second time they played, mm-hmm. he's, he's picked it up. I mean, this could be a completely different game, and I th- could see the Bucks winning it. Um, the, the, just because I've got, just because I've got a friend who's a Saints fan, I'd like to see it on a questionable pass interference call because that would just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I'm, the, 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 bit, the bit that surprised me with Brady, not the age thing. The bit that surprised me is that Brady's literally spent an entire career on the short ball, on the short passes. And this season, he's throwing a deep ball, and you're like, why haven't you done that but like, Bill in your career Bill until Bill now? Bill it's just like all of a sudden he Bill goes Bill to the Bucks, and he's throwing, he's throwing the ball deep. Well, I'm trying to remember. Uh, what, what was Cam Newton's stats on the passing touchdowns? Something like eight. I think he threw something like all year, eight passing touchdowns. He's done. Yeah. yeah. But I, I like I like what Lauren said about the, the Buccaneers. I think they're a, a, a well-balanced team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, can, they can etch out a run when they have to. Um, with um, with Fournette, they've got a QB who knows how to win down the stretch, and that's a well above average defense. So there's every chance. Um, I don't think the Bears looked too hot against the Saints. Um, yeah, I think there's every chance the Buccaneers could could win in the Superdome. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it really what it bo- what it boils down to is I think it it boils down to how much is left in Brady's uh, Brady in uh, Drew Brees' arm. That's literally what I think it boils down to for them. It, what what they need, what the Saints need now, which is mad to say, when uh, you look at the Saints, the Saints in order to win need everything else around Brady. Uh, God, I keep doing it. They need everything else around Breeze to work, which is usually the you know usually Breeze has been the driving force on that offense. Where now it needs to be the likes of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and his O line to help them get and keep going forward. Here's a question for all of you: Who retires Come first, on, Brady or Breeze? Breeze, he's done. Oh, Breeze! I, so. I mean, Breeze is a foregone conclusion by the sounds of things. Yeah, he's yeah. been for a couple of weeks that this is his last season. 
Yeah, it would not yeah. surprise me. It would not surprise me if they'll try and draft a QB in the second or third rounds or something like that. Yeah, no, they will. They will. Uh, I will say, watch New Orleans come up. I think New Orleans might try and come up for Justin Fields. Really? Mm. Yes. Could be. Could be. Justin Fields or Trey Lance are the two QBs I would pencil in as being a good scheme fit for um for the Saints. Taysom Hill won't be too happy with this conversation. No. Taysom no. Hill is not a quarterback. Is that he's still in? Fuck Taysom Hill is bush. What a mic drop. <laughs> you know me, I, I'm, I'm straight to the point. Exactly, and this is what this show is all about. There's no Ranting. Ranting. Yeah. Um, but here's one. Here's one for you. So we've already got a few rants coming in. I just want to bring one up. I know this is usually Paul's job, but mm. here's one when we were talking about the coaches. So let's take. So Legion of Boom t- Part Two. So obviously we know uh, that was obviously Legion of Boom, the Seahawks. Uh, we mm. talked about Dan Quinn earlier. Um, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. That obviously, because we know all about uh, that defense. Do you think that we could get a return on this, I'm or jump, do you think all we jump. need to? Go on, I'll let you jump in. I'll let I'm you jump, jump in. straight in on this one. It's not yeah. right. Right now, it's not Legion of Boom. It's Legion of Whom. Because <laughs> right now, there are a hell of a lot of cornerbacks as free agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's let's figure out who's playing cornerback first before we decide if they're going to boom anybody. <laughs> <laughs> fair argument, fair argument, cannot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, you don't need, we don't, the Cowboys, the offense is so high-powered, it doesn't need a Legion of Boom. It just needs a average to above-average defense to get them over the threshold. Um, But, so, I mean, when you look at the Legion of Boom, right, look at the guys that they drafted. Yeah. I mean, like, in terms yeah, of defense... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is the rounds they took them in. The Dankin yes. was there when they took them. That that We're only Earl Thomas, only Earl Thomas was the guy taken in the first round. The rest of them were all third, fourth, fifth, and even undrafted uh, guys mm-hmm. on the field. Go on, Lauren. I can see you're itching to yeah. get in here. <laughs> no, no, Hit no. Us I, with was, it. I was just Mike again had sort of made the point there. You know, they were all mid mid to late round. I think mean, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett even was an undrafted free agent, if I'm correct. You know, and okay, yeah. you know, when he played for us, he had a penchant for jumping offside half the time or lining up in the neutral zone. But you know, that just shows he's got a quick twitch, ready to fire off on the ball. You know, um, I, again, that sort of state shows that you know it's get the front seven sorted. <coughs> Excuse me, and you can probably get. You know, you can be serviceable with, um, you know, with with the the mid to late round picks. Um, yeah, was, for so long, that was the description. For so long, you had Cowboys, see, uh, Seahawks cornerbacks, Seahawks safeties saying, "Look, we're we've got a chip on our shoulder. We are low draft picks. We we have been overlooked. Yeah. We have been underlooked, um, and we just want to play." and for years, they dominated. I mean, obviously, it's, yeah. it's broken down a little bit now. Um, but 
they play with chips on their shoulders, and that's why they were so good. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well. Again, some some of these guys, some of these guys slipped because they were six. You know the the, the the new style of cornerback that everybody's talking about, which is the six foot plus, so that you can go for the jump balls and everything like that. When when Dan Quinn was drafting them, you know these guys were you know, not prototypical cornerbacks. You were going for the five nine, five ten, five elevens. You weren't mm-hmm. going for the six footers plus. Um, you were going for the 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 lanky speed guys. Um, you know, who who didn't make tackles a bit like Dion, you know, and what have you. Now you were going, you yeah. going guys that do make the hits on the ball and we're separating the receivers from the ball. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. when you when you look at it, like even like a guy like Richard Sherman, like he's not he, he's quick in in a short space. He's but mm. you wouldn't say he's fast. Like I don't know what his forty time was, but you would say that with his pads on playing the game, he's not a fast player. Yeah, it wasn't the quickest, but it's just a yeah. sense of awareness was really good. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, he locked an entire side of a field down, you know? Um, like it's, and I it's, think, it's, I think, go on, go on, Brian. It's very, it's very much a case of those guys played with a chip on their shoulder. It's very reminiscent of the Great Wall of Dallas of the 90s. Yeah. Those guys were all late round picks, fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted free agents and yep. they were mean they were nasty yep. they wanted to show you were wrong for letting us get this deep in the draft yep, and Stignos, it was the same with yep. legion of boom yep Stignoski, it, it, Rooney, yeah 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 kevin gogan yep you know all yeah, nasty yeah. nasty guys you but know, i tell you something what you want like go on well what we've got on the roster, mind, in terms of because uh, people are talking about, um, you know, re-signing Jordan Lewis um, and Chidobi. <laughs> I think though, yeah, funny, mm, that's, yeah. that's going to be coming into the draft edition. Fear that one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's something we spoke about in the off season. Byron Jones going, we were all against it. Goes <laughs> to show, here we are. Coming full circle, but yeah, but going on to the the, the defensive backs. When you look at them, like, and you look at, at the, the the you know the two that we're losing, I don't think they come back because they're not really Dan Quinn's mold. But a guy no. who is on the roster that fits perfectly is Trayvon Diggs. What a yeah. fit yes. that is! Yeah. That is a crazy fit. Like, that is a Dan Quinn guy. And that is also why, because we've been talking off air, I think the guy that they take in this year's draft, because it's a Dan Quinn guy, Caleb Farley. Yeah. I've seen a lot yeah. of mock drafts saying we're going to pick him now. Yeah. Yeah. So just like, I mean, the like... tech. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Quite yeah. The, the list of Cowboys uh, secondary free agents we've got: uh, mm-hmm. Chiro Wizzy, CJ yeah. Goodwin, Jordan Lewis, Xavier uh, Woods. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. So here's a, here's, Brian here's a question, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question for you, though, right? Donovan Wilson, we know he's going to be playing safety, but he's going to have to be the box yeah. safety, right? Yeah. That means yeah. we have no free safety. Um, would you? Would, no, 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 no,
my, uh, my, well, my question was going to be, do you, do you pick a guy up in the draft or do you look to free agency? Because a lot of people, the names are talking since Dan Quinn is back, is Earl Thomas. Free agency. So, free agency. Free, free agency and Marcus May from the Jets. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's an absolute ball hawk of free safety. Everyone talked about Jamal Adams as being the safety in the New York Jets. Marcus yeah. May had better numbers as a free safety. He was more more had more ability to get the ball. That's a true free safety. A guy who will lock the middle of the field down and you don't throw in that area. That's yeah. if if we could pick up a safety in free agency, that's who I would like to see. Because in this draft class, I have looked as best I can, and I can't identify a, tr- a safety that I would draft. It's a terrible class <laughs> for safeties. See, see how we're talking. <laughs> see how we're. Talking. I know. I'm, I know. I'm maybe kind of jumping the gun here, but I know we're talking about like a potential cornerback and safety in there. Mm-hmm. But we've yeah. not even mentioned about the other biggest need that we need, and that's offensive line. Yeah. 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 That that to oh. me is my that to me is my number one because. If we don't have anyone protecting, if we do sign Dak, then mm-hmm. there's no point talking about getting another quarterback in if we can't protect him. Mm-hmm. The, the two-round mock draft that uh, Dame Brugler's got on The Athletic at the moment actually has yeah. us taking well, Rashawn Sean Slater in the first round. And in the second round, we've got uh, Trayvon Morick, the TCU free yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd, I'd be quite happy with both of those because, you know, Slater, you know, could possibly move in to take over. Connor Williams, every time I've watched him in a game, his, his footwork is not good for a guard. Yeah. You know, you've got you yeah. to play in a tight, um, tight window for playing guard. Every time I watch him and, you know, invariably he's given up a sack, it's because he's getting... He's getting pushed too high. He's getting pushed back, and he's you know he's not getting a chance to anchor himself and and what they talk yeah. about sitting on the guy. It's like, it's like his lower sense of gravity is not there at all. Yeah, I yeah. could see, and I wanted to see him, them do this this year, but obviously you know you you don't want to change all five positions. No. I think his footwork is better as a tackle, and we probably yeah. should have seen him tried out as a tackle this year because. You know, this is his final year. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, it was the same. It was the same with Lyle Collins. Like we brought him in as a guard. Now we've pushed him out to right tackle, and and look what he's yeah. doing now. So yeah. why? And and don't forget, like Connor Williams when he was back in college, he, he played majority playing tackle. Am I right? Yeah, he was the left yep. tackle in college. Yeah, so, like he was. So, so he's got more experience playing left tackle, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but in the pros, he's playing more left guard. But yeah. he looked more like this is why we kind of drafted him in that second round, because he looked good like as a good replacement for Tyron if he does go down as well. But we've just yeah. kind of seen him put him as a starter guard, and it's just like one said, it's like it just doesn't look as though he's just. Yeah. It just doesn't look as though he's fitting the mold as much. Like he looks, he's getting pushed back all the time, and ah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to bat for Connor. Obviously, I've a Texas Longhorns yeah. top on. Oh, don't, so don't, I, I go, don't give it on. I, I think Connor Williams yeah. is a great, great guy now, but I just don't think he's been yeah. put in the right position. 
Yeah, no, you're you're hundred percent right, Paul. He hasn't. And like after three seasons, the fact that we've never given him a chance. And Tyron Smith has missed games at left tackle. And not once has a coach said, Right, let's see. As Lauren said, his footwork is not great for a guard, but it's great for a tackle. And everyone has been afraid because he has short arms. I think what is it, a 32 inch arm he has. And it's oh no, that's undersized for a tackle. Like to be fair to Connor, I think it was the game in 2018 where the Rams demolished us in the playoffs and ran all over us. Yeah. Connor Williams actually outplayed Aaron Donald in that game. Donald was a non-factor. That's Aaron Donald, the best defense player in the league. And anytime he's faced him, he's you know, he's he's almost broken even. You know, well, I've seen we've seen Aaron show. Donald dominate guys. I get that game against the Rams as well. He was up against Sue as well, half the time as well. Yeah. And you know, yeah. again he was stopping Sue. You know, he was he, he he maybe was he was getting them pushed back and what have you and opening the holes. He wasn't mm-hmm. you know, if the hole the hole maybe disappeared quite quickly. Um again, because you know, he he doesn't sit on guys. He, he is, you know, and by set, I mean, it's sort of, if you can get your legs at a, a, a sort of angle like that and you plant, you know, Paul, you'll know about it as well from playing the line. Yep. You can set, get that strength in your in your uh, hindquarters and everything like that. You yeah. don't need to be particularly strong up top. If you can get that base. It's, 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 so it's all about your hips and your, and, your, and your back of your legs more than anything. It's like especially yeah. if you're in pass, especially if you're in pass protection. It's all your, the way you're kicking back. But if it's the run block, it's all using your hip strength, pushing forward, and just getting yeah. those sweet straight steps. But, mm. but you're right there, the, the, absolute spot on. The only thing I will say, right, is in terms of offensive tackle this year, it's a deep class. That if you wait mm. till the second round, you will still get a start. That is all I will say. That's all, and that's yeah. all I'm saying on that one. And I think you, you you were sneaky in this. We were talking about this at the weekend, Mike. In yeah. terms of offensive guys, the, the, the guard class is not good. But yeah. there's a lot of guys uh, you, could, yeah. you can kick inside. There are. There are some guys, yeah, because... Uh, yeah, because I've been sneaky with my draft board and kicked the guy yeah. inside. But don't, don't um, forget free agency as well. There's there's, there's, yeah. there's a lot of potential there offensive is. women going to be on the market. Yeah, especially with the way the caps go in this year, there's going to be teams yeah, shuffling some players out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean the inside guys, there is talent there. It's just that it's more the talent gap. That the guys yeah. at the top are fine, and then there's a big drop off. It, it's a steep. It, it's not gradual and like with the offensive tackle class there's a lot of um like types different types of tackle and body types so it's almost like you can pick the particular type of fit there but if you did wait like a a guy that very well could fall to the second round who's absolutely (coughs) insane and would be brilliant is alex leatherwood and i've said that i don't know if you would but there is yeah that guy very well could fall to the second to the Cowboys at the 10th pick. And then... You don't, you, you, you don't want to get stilted with that name. 
<laughs> I mean, Leatherwood is a guy. He, he's a guy that that could have declared last year in typical yeah. Alabama fashion. Though you know, very rarely do their juniors um, declare in the third year. They got this crazy. Um, I don't know what you want to say, really. It's just the way that Alabama players are built that they want to play as a senior as well, yeah. um, which goes to the Saban talk. Um, right, here is. Uh, could you bring up the next comment on the rant? Because this is one specifically for um, for Brian. I mean, I'll bring it up if you want. Yeah, this particular rant about the cap situation. Now, the cap situation. Before I let you guys go on, is this yeah. still a question mark with the CBA and the NFLPA? There's a lot of to and fro. There are some talks about that the cap is going to be set to 194, I think it was, or 195, um, mm-hmm. because obviously there was reduced attendances and ticket sales and all the rest of it because yeah. of COVID this year. Um, but the plan is is that they were going to set it to that, and then for the next so many years, the cap isn't going to move like it normally does, just to basically let itself even out, and then it ticks back up again. If it doesn't, though, it's set to 175 million, uh, which puts not just us a hell of a lot of teams. I mean, we were speaking off air about the Eagles cap yeah. situation, which <laughs> is, oh man, I mean, that is really bad. Like, we'll talk about that in a minute, but let's talk about, um, yeah, hey, we'll talk about that in a minute because I, I can go through it. I've looked through it, I've gone through it. It's insane. Yeah. Let's go to the cap situation for the Cowboys and how we pay Dak. So, looking at it, looking at it this way, right? And the great thing is, we've some of the best cap guys here. Lauren and Graham are great on the cap as well. So we're yeah. carrying over twenty three million into next year. At the reduced cap, we also have twenty two million free space for next year. So that's forty five million, right? Yeah. So everyone is talking about Dax contract is going to cost us uh, between thirty eight and forty million average per year. Right. That I have does not news mean... on that one. I have news. I got news on Dak's contract. Okay. So that does not mean we only have five million left on the cap. Right. The way contracts are are set out. Right. A lot of that is guaranteed money, and then we, he will only be paid a small amount in the first year. So he will be able. We will be able to get Dak signed. We will be able to get Dak signed under the under. The cap, we will still be left with 25 million of cap room, which will allow us to sign some free agents. It will allow us to sign our draft class. If draft you compare class, that, amazing. yeah, if you compare that to those jackasses from Pennsylvania, <laughs> they are already 50 million over the cap. I've gone year. through it. I've gone through. I've, I, I've literally, I have gone through their contracts trying to see what they're going to do. I, it's I've done it as well. They are screwed, right? Yeah. And this this feeds back to when we were talking about Kellen Moore earlier. Why would Kellen Moore risk a reputation which is quite well looked? Well regarded in the NFL and especially yes. in Boise State, yes. in Idaho, where he is considered a god. Why would he go to an organization which is a 
dumpster fire. That is what they are. They are screwed for the next five years. They have toxic contracts they cannot get out of. And they are going to be a non-factor because they cannot cut guys. They can't trade guys. They can't extend guys. So they are um, screwed. So we like, are in a lot better place than we could want to be. I mean, I have looked through it. All the literally the only pass catchers is gonna be Jalen Rager. <laughs> so they gotta they gotta ship their tight ends off, they gotta ship their wide receiver core off, they gotta ship their linebacker core off. Yeah, I see what you're doing there, Paul. Uh, <laughs> they have gotta ship their linebacker core off. Like <laughs> Their O-line and their D-line is pretty much going to have to stay as it is because of the dead cap. There is a way that they can do it by um, shipping some of them off and just saying, look, this is what we're going to have to do. The big one is Wentz. So, like, ironically, last season, when Cowboys Nation flipped their shit when we didn't sign Dak to a long-term deal and, and the Eagles then... Five minutes later, went, oh, yeah, we got Went signed. And everyone's going, oh, well, we're screwed. Look, the, the, the Eagles do it. The Eagles do it. This is now where they're at. Right, and... Look who's laughing now. Exactly. <laughs> but nobody sees that. It's all about the bigger picture. Although I'm not going, I, I'm not saying that um, <laughs> the Cowboys shouldn't sign that to a, long, to a long-term deal. That still needs to be done. Um, Guys, but... there's some... There are some quality trolling out there tonight. Oh, there see? is. They are and coming in thick and fast. Yeah, yeah. They are coming in thick and fast. But, um, uh, it, like, here's the most ironic thing, is they, they do need to ship Wentz <clears throat> off to get their money down. But here's the crazy bit, is I think going off memory, I can't remember the exact figures, I think that um, <laughs> I think that the um, Eagles, if they need to ship Wentz off, they'd have to ship off a, 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 a draft pick to make up for the contract yeah. that they're shipping off with them for a team to agree to do it. Kind of like the old Osweiler deal that was done a few years back, which was just crazy. Um, and then the dead cap. Although it's huge, they save, I think, something like four million. And you think, well, that's not worth it. But in the situation that they're in, it is worth it because they're so bad that with all the cuts that they get, they literally, they're still barely able to break even to a point where they're going to go into the draft, draft players, and then go, so how are we signing them? It's that bad. Now, yeah. one of the ones that was brought up, uh, just to put it into perspective, where were we? Where were we? There was this one about the Saints in a worse situation. That their money is worse, but there are there are an absolute ton of guys that they can actually let go that aren't that that aren't equating any to the dead cap situation. Yeah. If you look at it, like later on down the line, guys that are like a million and two million, they've got no dead cap. So they can let them go and mm -hmm. then they're okay. So it although the Saints um it, it, in a numbers sense look worse, it's not as bad in in, in the dead cap situation. Oh huh, there was my rant. Just having a look at their their the, the ego situation. They could lose it's bad. It. Derek Barnett could go for 10 million off of the cap with no dead money at all. So look out mm. for that name hitting free agency. This is what I mean, yeah. yeah. Look at look yeah. at Zach Ertz. Look at Zach Ertz's dead cap. 
and Dallas Goddard. Oh, and yeah. like they're, they're huge oh. against the cap, but their yeah. dead cap isn't that bad. Look at their wide receivers. Look at how much they're worth, but their dead cap. It's like it's a big cap hit with hardly any any dead. So that's why it's bad for them. Um, now we got one. Here we go. The next one about Ooh, Michael Gallup. Great question. Now this is this is a, oh. a ranty. This is a ranty <laughs> question. If ranty is a word, let let's yeah. get let, let's get the guys on the top. Then we'll go with you, and then I get Paul's Paul's. 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 Yeah. Right. I I think you need to. The first and foremost, we need to get Dak signed. So that you know what you're playing with, um, yeah. because at, at present, as you say, we've got 22 million plus whatever we're bringing across, which I think is 25 or whatever. Yeah. But we've only got, including all the futures contracts that we've signed at the moment, mm-hmm. we've got 47 players on the roster. I I was looking over the cap this this morning. Um, you know, that's a hell of a lot that we've got to sign plus have in reserve for next uh, for you know, injuries and what have you, picking up players during the yeah. season to, to fit in. And again, if you're going to have, I hate to say this, but I don't see us um, coming out of the COVID situation until probably about October. So you're probably again going to have a similar situation this year where you're, you're able to put veterans on the practice squad and, you know, again, elevate guys week to week. So you got to you got to keep money aside from that. Get Dak signed. You know what you're playing. You know what you're playing with, and hopefully, yeah. you know, by having Dak in, you can say to Gallup, you know, look, we've got quarterback set for next four or five years, whatever. You've got Cooper. You've got C.D. Lamb. Yeah, okay. I th- I think as far as his um, attitude is, you know, he's not a. Uh, I want to. I want to be a number one. You know, he's, he's quite happy in this role in the offence and everything like that. Now, OK, if he ever gets to free agency, you know, maybe he will do. But, you know, you've you got to bring in guys like Miles Austin. You've got to bring in guys like Alvin Harper and see what happened to them when they went off and became a number mm. one. You know, <laughs> Alvin Harper, when he went off to Tampa Bay, was nothing and he came back a couple of years later and played for us on a I think he was on a, a veteran minimum deal for that time mm-hmm. um, same with Miles Austin, Miles Austin went off and again okay it helped us because it screwed up the the Eagles um, salary <laughs> cap for, for a bit much like the Marco Murray did you know, you, you've got to you've got to play it so that you, you, you know you keep them interested, you keep them you pay them what they they want to be paid, but you know you've got to keep it within the parameters of what you've got available. If you if you're pinching now to pay somebody, you know you're you're missing somebody on the back end. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've just got a quick one while we're on that one. Is again about our dead cap situation. Then how does that equate with us? I know Travis. Obviously, he's right, still um, on there. Give us the rest. Yeah. We've got nine million uh, in dead cap. You've got six six million for um, Travis Frederick. Mm-hmm. You've got two million on Gerald McCoy. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't want to bring this name up, but we've still got <laughs> three quarters of a million for um, somebody. Uh, if I mentioned it, Paul would have a wee rant. Don uh, Tarrimo. Fuck one of, the, one of the Teletubbies. Well, it was a three-year contract for him, so... Um, <laughs> And then you've got a hundred, a hundred and forty-three, hundred and forty-three thousand on a guy, uh, Joe Jackson, who was Joe one Jackson. of the draft picks. Mm. Uh, yeah, the old rookie. Got, yeah, you got another. <laughs> you got one hundred twenty-three thousand on. Um, I think it's it's all to do with sort of the the lower round draft picks that we've maybe yeah. released. Um, yeah, a few, a few bits of bonuses and stuff like that that people maybe earned this year. Yeah, um, so it, it works out at nine million. It's yeah. not that bad. When you think two thirds of that, two thirds of that is Travis Frederick. Yeah, yep. that's that's yeah. nothing. Nine million in dead cap is nothing. I mean, no. A co- the comment here we have from Austin, like it's so so funny that people still think we've dead money from Tony Romo and Des Bryant. We do in the hind end of our rear arse have that much. <laughs> Not a chance. Those guys were finished in 2018. Okay, let's be honest about it. And people just love to moan and whinge and complain. We don't have any dead money yeah. for Tony Romo. Yeah. We don't have any dead dead cap. For Des Bryant, it's a myth, it's a fallacy. Move on. In terms of Paul's raging, Paul's absolutely (laughs) (laughs) okay. So, So in terms though, if I can, if I can take it on in terms of Michael Gallup, Mm. so I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose the question that you always pose to us when we're having our group chat. What happens if we are at number 10 and Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith? Oh, come on, man. LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase or Mm -hmm. Jalen Waddle are still on the board. They're all there. Because you've got to bear in mind. And then trade. Michael Gallup. You've got to look at it this way: that it's it's very likely that that is going to happen. That those two plus Kyle Pitts is still going to be there, right? Because there's going to be five. uh, No, no, they will take it. They will take a wide receiver. They've got to because of how their cap situation is that we spoke about earlier. But the the issue that you got, that I I agree, they do need to use their pick wisely, but. All, all that I'm saying in this respect is there's five, there's going to be four, maybe five big quarterbacks. Shout to, big shout out to everyone who's watching in Texas right now. Big yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah. There, there's going to be, there's going to be four for definite, maybe five quarterbacks taken within the first 10 picks. So if you yeah. think about it, all that level of talent that's up there is going to filter down to the 10. So it is going to be a situation where they're going to be sitting there with wide receivers and Kyle Pitt and Kyle Pitts when there's the 10th pick. And you think it's a top 10 pick. You're looking at blue chip player with a fifth year option that's going to get a lot of money. Do you drop all the way down and reach? Or do you say, these guys are there? 
I think you've got a big dilemma in Miami this year with the you know the third pick that they've got from Houston. They can go either three ways. Penny Sewell, I think Smith. He's top three. He'll be top three. He, but yeah, he's going to Oregon. He's going to no, I think, no going to Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Oregon sorry, I think I know. <laughs> I'm stuck. At, I'm stuck on college mode still at the moment. Yeah. He's going to Cincinnati, is what yeah. I meant to say. That's think, that's what I've I've been seeing. He's going to Cincinnati at five. But go it on, will happen. Yeah, yeah, you you've got Smith. I think actually, you know, with the two hundred fifteen yards because. Ohio State decided not to even try and cover him in the national championship game. So that game was in Miami as well. He's maybe that was maybe his new home field. The other thing I've seen is, you know, how how keen are they on um, to a tackle uh, if I've got that right. Um, yeah. You know, at you can quite easily take a, a quarterback again. So you know they've got a big decision to make there. Which will have ramifications right through the draft. Um, I would hope this time that if we are going offense, it's offensive line. I don't think we need to go for a skill position anywhere in the in the certainly not in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I mean the only reason that that, that it's a, a conversation to have. I'm I'm not saying that it will happen, but. Right. The Cowboys already did it last year. That the, there was the number one wide receiver on the board. The Cowboys took him. I'm saying that there's going to be a situation where there's some top, real top blue chip talent right there falling to you in the, in right. wide receiver, tight end, um, and even linebacker. Because don't forget, there's going to be Micah Parsons there too. No, <laughs> no, great, Graham. Or Paul, what are you taking away? You're both yeah. itching to get in here, folks. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> right. Right. Personally, I would love to keep Michael Gallup, right? I would love to try and keep him. But I think Austin made a wee comment as well. I think we might actually trade him. I think we will get some it could be. Get could some be. Uh, get some picks back and not take a much damaged hit on the draft. And like you said. Like last season, last season's wide receiver core for the draft was unreal. Of all the players that you could think of, like Jerry Judy and all the players going in the second and the third rounds. Mm-hmm. Why is, isn't this one any more the same? There's a lot of hot, like hot wide receivers coming out of college this year. So why not we can actually probably get an, an R Michael Gallup in the third round or whatever and that and still save money in the cap. So that's yeah. what I'm kind of thinking. Like there all, you this, go. all this talk about going for an R first round draft at a wide receiver. Pfft, Come on. <laughs> it, it, you on, gotta Graham. you, you, you right. gotta have it. Right. Think think of the times we've gone through this season, right? We can't rush the passer. We can't defend the run. We we get killed over the top. Who are our tackles? This, that, the other, who's the starting centre? And then all of a sudden we go and take another wide receiver. Are you kidding on? No. I'm sorry. No. I mean, for goodness sake. You guys remember my reaction specifically when we did draft CD Lamb, right? I was not happy about it at all at first. Because <laughs> right? I, I thought we were going to go for Kevon Chasing. That's who I thought we were going to draft. But no. Mm. But nah, there we go. I, I, 
we I remember very very specifically we all sat here on draft night and when it initially came out we thought right we've just taken a huge luxury pick there when we have so many holes right (laughs) I can't can't do it again if if one of those blue chip talent is still there at 10 I'm picking up the phone absolutely no way we go with that because we cannot keep treating ourselves to luxury wide receivers when we have a 13 game a season Tyron Smith we have so many empty jerseys at cornerback safety we don't know who the front four is we have a questionable linebacker core. Uh, who is our starting centre? Is it going to be Biadish? Are we going to bring in somebody else? It's Biadish. It would be Biadish. mental for the Cowboys to take a wide receiver at 10. It would be silly. I, oh, it's just the, the only, you know, uh, like I say, it was just one of them hypotheticals and what have you that's out there. And I, all that I'm saying when it comes to the... Like, like Kyle Pitts, right? Well, you've got to understand, Kyle Pitts is an unbelievable talent that when you look at Florida, how they played, and they played this season with him and without him, there is a huge difference in how that team played. This guy... Like what? What is going to be crazy is Kyle Pitts is going to fall to the Patriots, and they will have then an option, a, a, a serious question: Do we go quarterback or do we take a tight end? And you think of the guys. I, I we're not going to mention one for legal reasons, but you know they go from one to Gronk <laughs> to then Pitts. It's just like what. You know, this is just crazy. And we know but, Belichick loves his tight ends. And you're going to watch this guy just completely explode. And he's blue right, chip. I, I, and right, he would I'm have gonna, been there for the Cowboys at 10. I'm going to stop you right there, Mike. I am going to stop you right there. Enough with Pets, right? We don't, like, I don't care if he's there on our board. We will not be drafting a bloody tight end. Right? And the reason I'm saying that is, like, I'm I'm right here saying this. The, the draft is a lottery. You can be yes. coming out of college... Coming out of college, a blue chip player, all the accolades and stuff like that. It's the same with bloody Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be a bust. That's my personal opinion. Don't hate me. Don't tag me. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but how many times, like, like, for example, Lamar Jackson, no one traded up to go and get him. Or whatever. And he got picked in the late first round. And look what he's doing. He's wow, the one of the. Yeah. So there you go, and everyone, and, and and people were slated us for not picking Johnny Manziel and all that stuff because he was like the hot thing, and Cleveland picked yeah. him, and look what happened to him. I could go on for fucking <laughs> ever when it comes to this, right? And excuse my language right now, but I'm not gonna shit. We're, not... we're, we're fired up tonight. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. So, 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 can I can I jump in here, Mike? Right. Mm, yeah, yeah. So what what if I told you? The Miami Dolphins did the most sensible thing they can do for their franchise and take Penny Sewell at number three. At 10, we pick Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, or Jalen Waddle. And it gets any one of them a great and we get to pick 118. And the Miami Dolphins pick up the phone to us and say. Guys, we'll take Michael Gallup. We'll give you pick 118. And you can pick yeah. up Rashawn Slater, Micah Parsons, 
fairly certain and um, the other guy I'm trying to think of oh it's gone out Christian Darzal so you can pick up a linebacker a cornerback or an offensive tackle who is going to help your team so you can do that with trading away Michael Gallup at 118 what are you going to do My, my, yeah. my response to that is why would you take Gallup over one of those guys when you have to pay Michael Gallup 15 plus million dollars a year they don't they have the rest of his rookie contract oh, so, but it's only they one only year have to pay him, they only have to pay him one year and they know but, Michael Gallup is better than any wide receiver who's left like, if Michael Gallup does go to another team he will legit be like a, a much more starting role <laughs> for if he does go to another team but I think this has, to be, this, this has to be the year we need to do something to address Michael Gallup after Dak get Dak sorted like Lauren was saying earlier then focus on Gallup. That, we can't me, like, afford Michael Gallup beyond this well, season. Well, if we can't afford him, then, yeah, yeah. then we need to trade him. We need to trade him. Try and get and, some value back. This would, this would that's be why the... I'm propo- that's why I'm, I'm proposing what I'm proposing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we, we, yeah, we, I, we I, cannot I, afford him. Lauren, go on. If it's a first-round pick, then yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it because... I'll be no. happy with a second. I'll be happy with a second, depending on who the team is. Yeah. Depending on where in the second round they're going to be at, mm. I'll be ha- I'll be happy with that. I mean, what, what you've got to understand as well is if you let Gallup go, if, if we either trade him before week six and before the trade deadline next season. Um, oh, Ash Rickers, there'll be a lot more teams a bit more desperate that way as well, depending on injuries yeah. halfway through the season. So we might actually get a lot more money from, like, for example, look what the Jets did. Oh, we just lost Brian. Oh, lost Brian. He's come back. He's come back. Yeah. 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 Like, you... So what I was going to say is, like, let's take Jamal Adams, for example. That's a good example. Like, he kept fighting. Like, he was still, like, well, he didn't trade it, was it, till like, week five or something like that? Yep. Or was it the start? I can't remember. When did he get traded? Can't remember. Can't remember. Like, but pretty, but pretty it was much. Early. Like, it was early. It, it was early, but so and there'll be a team within weeks going into the next season. The starting wide receiver could be down, and like, and next thing you know, um, we'll get a trade off or much more than what we expected. So who knows? The only thing I would say on it though is the longer the longer you wait, the lower the pick is. Oh, Austin, I've met Michael Gallup, man. I like this is painful for me to say it because I love Michael Gallup. I, I I want him to stay at the Cowboys. If we can somehow magically we can t- get him on a team friendly deal, which I don't see happening, then but if we can, then great. But I think we need to kind of accept the reality that he is most likely either going to be traded yeah. or is going to be with our team by the end of his contract, and we don't want another. Byron Jones scenario. Well, I, yeah, but I'm sure we had the exact same conversation mm. about Byron Jones. Yeah, this is this yeah. is what's worrying me because it, it, yeah, yeah, Byron yeah. Jones two point is two point Yeah, I I used I used the analogy last year that Byron Jones was effectively buying a Lamborghini, letting it run out of fuel and leaving it at the side of the road. You didn't trade it in. You didn't sell it on. You just literally walked away from it. That's, great. That's a good analogy. I like that. And Michael Gallup yeah. is going to be that high-end loss if we don't get something done. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, your three options are trade them trade them in the draft this year. Uh, 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 in the scenario that Brian gave us there. You you risk him for the first six weeks of the season or 
up to the trade deadline and then you get somebody to pick him up there. <clears throat> or you let him hit free agency and then you're talking about possibly a third-round pick as a compensation pick mm. all yeah. year's draft as well. So, you know, you've got to look at it from that point of view. Um, that, and that's what you've got, to, you've got to toss up the odds on. <laughs> yeah, just to follow right in, right in Kat's comments there, yeah, we totally agree. Like, like we said, we don't actually want to see Michael Gallup leave. Like, we love Michael Gallup. Like, but in terms of like what the guys are saying here, in terms of the cap, we do, looks as though we're not going to be able to afford him if we get that signed up to a long-term contract. Yeah. And, and the only other options is try and trade him either in the draft or trade him in the off-season. Uh, off or trade them yeah. like during the season, or and <laughs> no, but no one wants an our Byron Jones scenario ever again because that was just Miami got themselves very lucky in that scenario. To be honest, yeah, this is yeah. this is yeah, why yeah, yeah. this is why we had such a problem with it on draft night because we knew that Michael Gallup's deal was coming up. So, see if you take it down, see if you take it three or four years down the line, and say we do keep Michael Gallup, you're going to have a Manny Cooper on twenty five million. You're going to yeah. have Gallup on at least 15 to yep. 20 million. And then all of a sudden, there's CD Lamb knocking on the door. Where's my deal? So you yeah. could end up with 60 million plus in three yeah. wide receivers with, one, receivers with, with yeah. only one ball. Yeah. Yeah. None of us yeah. want to see Michael Gallup leave. But the, the second they, traded, they, they took CD Lamb in the draft, this question opened up. Yeah. It's hugely unfortunate. And a good, and a so, good yeah. aspect, and a good aspect though. Sorry, Michael, uh, Michael right. Gallup has raised the stock, regardless. Like, and and the scenario he's at, like he's in a good scenario regardless where he is at. He's even going to get a contract. Like, like if you somehow manage to get my team friendly deal, then great. There'll be others incentives, whatever and that. But either way, him going to another team, he is going to get paid regardless. He's going to get paid wherever it goes. Like, he is a great, yeah. good player. And just yeah. on writing cat's comment, potentially it could be like we yeah. were just saying there, it could be drafted. Yeah. It's, it's a great option. It's a great option. It could be yeah. it could be it could be that uh, we could get Michael Gallup plus a couple of picks for a first yeah. rounder or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. that see on that you scenario, could get back in. So on you go, Mike, sorry. <laughs> Oh, oh no, no, no! I was you. You carry on. I was All literally right. going to say that by using Gallup on draft days, that you could get back into the first. Oh, it, absolutely! Using a, yeah, yeah, by a few other pieces, but you can. My, yeah. my. So my, then, my, if you end up taking Devonte Smith or Kyle Pitts, like we said at number ten, you get the blue chip player. You come back in on the first. Though that 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 pick you use at ten fills the Gallup situation that you're about yeah. to give away and you come back yeah. in take an offensive tackle or inside guy um or around the 18 mark or yeah. a corner if you want to there's still be plenty available and you've just sold your cap issues or yeah, mm, yeah there's linebacker <laughs> options there but let's yeah. get it I, i'll go to the linebacker in a minute because i've got a question on that but i'll let you guys finish this massive rant that we've just gone on uh with <laughs> the situation on, I, I, so one, so of the scenarios, one of the scenarios we could see was the, the draft the draft finishes at 32 for for those not keen on the draft the draft finishes at 32 and the teams log off for the night so you could effectively see a team go right we still have a huge hole at wide receiver what's the wide receiver list as is and they look at they look down the list and they go nah, I don't fancy any of those guys 
what you could find is what if we phoned the Cowboys about Michael Gallup? That's yeah. that's where the scenario comes in. They could have Michael Gallup on um, uh, a relatively small number for this year and then figure it out mm. next year. Just as possible. opposed to going for yeah. a, a high-end gamble. I mean, a second-round pick is still quite high, but you could spend mm. that night going, Michael Gallup looks like a great option here. Yeah. So yeah, if, if, 100%. If I, if, if I can jump in on the back of this, right? So mm. Jacksonville has the first pick on day two. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer loves wide receivers. And let's let's be honest, we know Urban Meyer is going to be the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He loves wide receivers like Michael Gallup. And as Graham is saying, if at the end of the day, on day one, they're looking and going, there is not a great wide receiver in there. There's no one better than than Michael Gallup. Let's ring the Cowboys. And say, what do you want? If if we if we get the first pick on day two, you're gonna have a lot of talent available. Yeah. They're not gonna be first See, round talent, obviously, but you're gonna have a lot of talent available. I mean, like and the only thing I will say the, well, the only thing I will say is just like last year, this year, the wide receiver class is deep. Again. Yeah. Again. And Great wide so, receivers year. Sorry, that was the other point I meant to make, right? If you think the Dallas Cowboys are not taking a wide receiver in this year's draft, you really need to take your head out of your arse. Because <laughs> yeah, outside, it can happen. Outside, it can outside happen. of our top three wide receivers, No Brown is gone. Cedric Wilson mm-hmm. is gone. We mm-hmm. don't have a wide receiver four and five. So we're taking wide receiver somewhere in this draft class. Free agency as well, don't forget that. Yeah. There's yep. that. Yep. Draft class is cheaper than free agency. True. And it's, true. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of yeah. options in this year's wide receiver deep, class. It's, it's, it's huge. And we've got yeah. 10, yeah. I mean, 10 picks to play with this year as well. So. A lot to play yeah. with. Yeah. If, if, there's, if there's one thing I will say, I just hope they'd probably do a better job in free agency this year. That's my main concern after that bloody tanking what we did last last year in free agency. So... Here's my next one for you. Um, now, obviously, you behave yourself. <laughs> so, 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 the question from Jamie: Which quarterback are we taking? We're taking Trevor Lawrence with the fourth pick. <laughs> Paul, 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 do you want to weigh in Paul, on this? Paul, 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 don't rise to it. Don't rise to it. Don't rise to it. Just let it, let it sail. Here's my next lot, one You've got a here's... lot of expensive equipment in front of you Just let it <laughs> <laughs> So here's my next one then That's gonna st- That is definitely Going to spur up a big rant So let's get the next rant on For everyone to join in right? I so we were talking about We're still there we're still there. We're still there. No, we're I'm, still there. I'm sorry, but if we, if that was to ever fucking happen, I that's our live draft show is going to be one of a million. <laughs> but, but Paul, well, it is anyway. Cap space we have. What? Mm-hmm. Don't forget mm-hmm. the extra cap space we would have. I don't give a fuck about the cap space. And, I don't, and, want, I don't want fucking Trevor Lawrence. He can fuck and, off. And, 
and all those sexy defensive ends we could go and go and talk to. <laughs> and defensive tackles. In terms, mind you, you were just talking about I the mean, draft show. Our, our draft show is going to be one in a million what we got planned. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be huge, folks. It's going <laughs> to be huge. <laughs> we can't give it away yet. Because there's a lot to plan for it. But here's my next one, right? People talking about the draft and wide receiver Michael Gallup. We uh, probably took up way too much time on that. But it doesn't matter. It's a free and open show. Um, Yes, Mr. Powers, we are doing a live draft show during the draft. Um, (laughs) uh, Just like there will be more news coming on the uh, draft show when the draft is happening. It's you will see. It's all coming up in the future. Um, but use the next Brandon use the next up. one, guys. Oh. If, 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 Austin, if Austin wants well, to go and check out last year's draft show, it should be on YouTube. Because yes. I think we were live on it YouTube. Is, it's so still it should still we were, there. Still there. Yeah, yeah, it is. You can see me going mad when we drafted one. And I was being the sensible one. I was like, wait for it. It's going to happen. Um, but anyway, right, 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 right. Next one, right, on, is the linebacker. Linebacker call, right? Now, this is going to spur up a rant. Um, now, Jalen, Jalen Smith particularly <laughs> comes up into this. Let's get the rant on. Do we draft a linebacker um, in the early stages, day one, day two? Or is Jalen Smith going to get a resurgence with Dan Quinn? Rant on. Go for it, Lauren. Let's hear you. Go on, Lord. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think there's every potential. As, as I said earlier in the podcast, you know, we, we went into this we went into this season with LVE and Jalen Smith being ranked. I think it was number one in the in the league uh, mm-hmm. as the potential best uh, linebackers. Jamie's bringing up the point there. Sean Lee's the best linebacker on this roster in terms of read, you know being able to. Pick up a game coming in 15 plays or whatever. Yes, he is. He's, what, is he going to be around? Him? You need to know about that. <laughs> We're getting through all these guys. Andy, Keep those rants coming. Oh, my God. Go. Is, Lee, is Lee going to be around this year? You know he's he's taking time off. He's he's oh, considering his considering his options. If he's gone, we're losing. Um, what's his name? Thomas as well this year, I think. Yes, Joe um, Thomas. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Thomas is a free agent this year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Justin March Lillard's. I think Justin March is he. Justin March Lillard is is yeah yeah, and he yeah. he spent a lot of time on IR. Yeah, so a lot of these guys, you know. We've got to draft somebody at some point. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I can quite easily see, you know, the, the, this year's draft is going to be maybe offensive line in the first round and then defence all the way through, yeah. right through to... I, I, McCarthy's known to take a quarterback every year in the draft, so I think a quarterback yeah. is a good, a good option as well. You know, Sam Ellinger. Yep, yep, that'd be a good one. Um, you know, if and... he can throw, <laughs> he can throw. <laughs> yeah, not very far he though. Throw, he, he can throw better than Kellen Mond. I agree. 
I wouldn't take Calamond either. I wouldn't take just either. To, just to tack on to what Lauren was saying there, uh, McCarthy took Blake Martinez in the fourth round and the Giants gave mm. him huge money in the offseason. So yeah. there is there is growth at linebacker under McCarthy in previous years. So there's every yeah. chance we take somebody low and it's a work in progress. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think, to be fair, Jamie brought the question up here. Um, I'm going to refer anyone who didn't didn't watch last week's post-game show. Go back and watch with Meg Murray. The two names we mentioned, and these are guys who will probably be available when we get to our third-round pick. Dylan Moses from Alabama and Jabril Ooh. Cox from LSU. Both Ooh. of those guys are guys who have potential to grow in the same way as Blake Martinez. We need to address the linebacker core. We need to change that room over during the draft and free agency. Their names to watch out for. I need to get this in. I think the other issue as well, we didn't even have enough linebackers to fucking fill in the roster. Like, we only had like five linebackers for that whole season. And they didn't use Francis Bernard at all. Yeah. I mean, yep. normally, like six or seven, yeah, that, that's a good number. But five? Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget they also classed Alden Smith as a linebacker. They did, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we'll get to him in a minute. But we're gonna stick with the Jalen Smith. But before we do that, I am just gonna very quickly rant about uh one guy you said to watch, Dylan Moses. I've actually got him marked down as a red flag. He's off my board. Don't No, I mean, I I that... knew you, I knew you would have him down as a red flag. That's why I no way. I put both him and uh, Jabril Cox in there. But I'm going to give Don't you guys that. Who, who could be later than that. Pete yeah, Warren like, and Baron yeah, Brown okay. from Ohio State. Both but of those I love guys there in fourth. Yeah. Browning, yeah. Browning light. And Browning, the good thing, the Cowboys need an off-ball. They need an off-ball linebacker. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're after more than anything. And like, I think you need to play... Because they keep trying to play Jalen Smith in this micro, I want to see him more as a jack linebacker. So you're going to use him, uh, use LVE more as a thumper. Jalen Smith, rather than playing this rover type linebacker, put him in a jack and make him Mike? sometimes make him blitz. You what, sorry? Mike, if you're looking yes. for a jack linebacker, I'm going to throw it to you. Yeah. Joseph Osai. Yeah, yeah, another guy who's fine. I don't mind that. It's a great pick, but but you don't need a, a jack because that's where I would put Jalen. So he's going to sometimes come in blitzing yeah. off the edge. Other times he's going to be um, mopping up behind what um, mopping up behind uh, LVE playing as a thumper. <clears throat> Yeah. That's how I would do it. But rather than this rover, you know, you've got Jalen playing this rover. He's just not fast enough to be able to do it. He's clunky and he's slow, you know, and you can see that. And that's where he's falling behind. But in terms of Dylan Moses, knock him off your board. Like, if he was taking Dylan Moses from last year, 100%. But he gets the injury and then you see him this year, totally different guy. He's slow on his feet. He's not adjusting quickly and he's getting yeah. he's getting moved off blocks too easily. That's it. Yeah. He's done. I think, off, I think going the, board, the Dan Quinn defence, we're, we're settled down as a 4-3 and that will help Dylan Smith an awful lot, I think. Hopefully. Getting, getting yeah. rid of this hybrid, you know, are we a 3-4, are we a 4-3? We're a 4-3 from now on. 
settle down, simplify. Yeah. Like we, <laughs> we hear the, the catchphrases all the time, simplify the defence. Hopefully that will happen and hopefully Jalen will figure out his game. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, this is exactly what we're going to. That you know, uh, writing cat keeps ranting on with us, which I like. Um, saying that Jalen was playing out of position, and it is, is because he was trying to play this rover linebacker, and it just does not fit his style. It's not. He's just he he hasn't got the speed to do it. Yeah. Or and one or of the, the things. Uh, no, no. Let me finish. Or the intelligence to actually read a bloody run. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Did, did anyone hear his comments? That against Cincinnati. That was shocking. Yeah. Well, you use the funny bit. Anyone hear Jalen's comments um, yeah. to the media? And yeah. he was like saying, "Look, if you guys want to know, just watch my tape. Um, I'm my biggest critic." And it's like, <laughs> watch your tape. But that's the, the last thing I you want to be telling people to do. Jalen, it's the last I, thing you want to be doing is telling people to watch your tape, but the, at the moment, yeah, that, that's the that worst probably, thing. That probably gives a sign of how bad the coaching staff on the defense was this year. Because if he's in, look at the tape, he must be getting graded fairly good, fairly well from the coaching staff. Now, mm. yes, he was se- second in the league in tackles, I think, this year. But yeah. if you actually look at the number of tackles he made solo. The numbers are way down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah. like, I was bringing up that comment there. Yeah, you, you're right on. They're, they're saying that he's, the you know, number two in the league in tackles. Well, do you know what he's number one in tackles in? Missed. No, he's number one in assisted tackles. Yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. So you can turn around and you can say, oh, he's our number one. Um, tackler, if you look at total tackles, and it's like, yeah, but he leads the league in assisted tackles. See, again, like, I don't actually have any hate towards you. I, I love Jalen. No, 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 before, no, no, but yeah, I, I just I thought I was like, really, Jalen, you're coming up with a comment like that, and it's mm-hmm. pretty evident. It's, it's now people can actually pay, like, like get get access to the actual game film like from yeah. different mm-hmm. angles now yeah. and seeing what I saw and I think it was our good friend Big Game James that posted the video originally yeah. it was yeah. again I'm keep talking about this one particular play but mm-hmm. it's like that to me like well can you explain this because yeah. clearly yeah. you're not doing your job probably yeah. you didn't you did not stick to there... your gap assignment you went off the radar and look what happened the guy just went through the yeah, went went through your gap. Yeah. So there was a hint of there was a hint of I'm a Dallas cow, uh, cowboy about that, wasn't there? Like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah star yeah, on the helmet was, type idea. Was, yeah, it wasn't a star on the helmet. It was, it was an actual cowboy hat going off to the off to the west. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's finish it off, then, guys. Uh, so I'll just give you takes on everything. Um, yeah, we'll just get a quick take from you all about Mike McCarthy year two. I'm definitely giving um, a pass for him for this year. Okay, you can take that as you want, um, but. In year two, what do you guys say? Minimum expectations, Mike McCarthy, year two. And then we'll wrap up. Ten and six. Nine and seven. Okay. Nine and seven. Ten and Uh, seven, even. Yeah, yeah. uh, Nine and seven. That's true, actually, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say ten and seven as well. 
double double digits, I think, and and the debate. I think we need to be in the playoffs. I'm very, very least. Seventeen game possibly going to the seventeenth game, Paul. Yeah, yeah. There's there's seven. There's so our seventh game is the New England Patriots on our schedule. Drop Man. drop a drop a preseason drop a preseason game, and eventually yeah. you'll work up to two preseason games and eighteen games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, right. I think they will they will fully expect McCarthy to win the division as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think with the way with the way it's looking in the NFC East just now, um, mm-hmm. with the Eagles having so many issues with the Redskins not knowing who their quarterback is, with yeah. the Giants being void the of Giants. a little bit of Firepower outside of the running game. Great OC though. <laughs> if, if, he, if he stays there, he might. He might. If he stays there, yeah, that's a great yeah, point. He, yeah. he, he could get yeah. a head coaching role again. Go west. Just <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, I, I think they'll. I think they'll expect McCarthy to win the division. So uh, anything sorry, less sorry, than Mike, winning? Mike, I'd just like to follow up with a comment. I have heard his singing out in the hall. So, yeah, yeah. Great. It's a rant. It's a rant. So we'll, we'll allow it. And we did say the rant could be about anything. So, uh, and it's a very good rant. Yeah, it's a lovely run. Um, but yeah, just to finish off, obviously Alabama win the Natty. Not even a close game. Kind of a boring game, really. Um, but there we go. But um, before we finish off, we have to very quickly pay some bills. Um, so, uh, yes, 2020 was a write-off. So we're into 2021. Um, let me just move this off. Uh, there we go. Um, yes, so 2021 is looking to get some games. Spoken to Barry this week from Cowboys Experience. All the hours are pointed up, which is nice. Uh, but if you're going to a game next, or this year, it's 2021 now. Uh, so if you're going to a game in the 2021 season, make sure you book it through Cowboys Experience. They've got game day tickets, stadium tours, and tailgate parties you won't want to miss. And who wants to give me the buzzword? Uh, anyone, what is the booking code we should use, guys? Don't be a clown. Get free stuff. Yeah, yeah. You make sure you just use the booking code UK Cowboys. Um, but that is our final show of the regular season. Nothing regular, of course, about the regular season. I would say this year. Zilch. Yeah, below par. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but we do have the draft edition shows coming up. We have depth charts. We've got the lot. I've been doing all sorts uh, of work this year. It's been the good thing about the Cowboys. It's not a good thing. But one of the good things about the Cowboys being out the season so early is I got to get into the draft a bit earlier. Um, and plus, I had lots of holiday days left. I had a month off in December. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, What it was. A lot of booze, a lot of wallpaper. Are we going to finish off with Austin's question? Oh, we have a question. Oh, yes. Chiefs, Chiefs Packers for me. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm going to say Chiefs Packers, and I'm going to go Chiefs. Back um, back. Yeah, Chiefs. <coughs> back to um, back. I don't know. I don't know. I In am, terms of who wins I, Chiefs Packers, that's close. I am. I am going to toss the fucking pot again, man. I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> no, to you're not. Yes, I am. I am. I'm saying it. I'm going to say the Browns. I'm going to say it. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm saying no, the Browns. No. Yep. I'm going for the. Um, I I I'm going for the Ravens. Ravens are going to win it all. They are hot it, it, as it, shit it, right it now. That, <laughs> that's more. That's more likely than. Um, oh, Chief Saints. Nah, I just don't see them beating the Packers. I just don't see it. That would be a great Super Bowl, that, to be fair. The Before, uh, for, the Super, the Super Bowl goes hope through. It's not the Packers. Oh, God, I hope not. But the, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau Field and minus 10. Mm. So, but next week, uh, we are taking. We are taking a break next week, so we won't be on uh, next Thursday. While we flip the show, uh, get some bits and pieces added to the show for uh, the draft show and the draft editions that are coming up. So we got, I can't remember how many episodes. I think it was like 15 episodes. 14 episodes. So 14 weeks of draft talk. Special guests. We got it all lined up. Uh, draft speak and spiel we'll get your takes um, we will as well in the off season then once that's all finished we've got a few more shows after that and then it's into the off season programming yeah. where we've got all sorts lined up membership Monday's making a return so uh, people like we have here Lorne from UK Cowboys we'll have more of you coming on where we'll get to do an interview with all our members a bit of fun um, but guys uh, so Lorne thank you for coming on um, setting the standard for UK Cowboys, uh, yeah. and then of course, yeah, uh, the three, yeah, and then uh, thank you very much as well to the three wise kings, uh, on the show, Graham, Brian, and Paul. Hey, <laughs> uh, regular season done and dusted, so we'll see you for the draft edition in two weeks' time, the 28th Thursday, 9 p.m. UK time. Stay phenomenal, people. See you next time. See you later. Screw Good luck, evil. folks. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> oh, man. There we go. <laughs>